Violent collision kills two people outside Tampa International Airport. An alleged road rage attack rips three families apart. Tonight, we're learning about the boys who were killed. Prosecutors are going to pursue charges against people who are texting while driving. That's right, this DUI and murder suspect could get life in prison if convicted. You don't think it can happen to you. It can happen to you within seconds, a blink of an eye. When you take your eyes off the road for just seconds, when you're driving your car, oh, yes, it can happen to you. See, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. When the sands of time will run out within your hourglass. He was a victim of a distracted driver hitting the road while riding his motorcycle going 65 miles per hour. He nearly lost his life. Now on a crusade to help save lives and prevent someone else from becoming a victim, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com and now the host of this podcast is Howard Drescher. All right, welcome. Welcome to another show of DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and of course, now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, and of course on Facebook, it's DistractedDB, and you can get the shows on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, and now Amazon. Just type in the keyword Distracted DB, and that will get you all the shows, not only this show, but all my past archive shows. Look, lots to talk about. Lots to talk about in the world of driving, because quite honestly, to tell you the truth, um, how many people have never heard of the term distracted driving, or drunk driving, or DWI, DUIs? How many people have never heard of that? Raise your hand. Because quite honestly, to tell you the truth, I am beginning to believe that there are serious people that are not getting educated when it comes to this kind of stuff. And the only way that they are getting educated is when they get pulled over and they get arrested. We have many, many cases of this each and every day. I can tell you right now, if I had a full staff, a full staff of people, that could produce, get me material to produce a show each and every day. I could probably do a three to four hour show every day on the people that are actually committing these crimes. And then they act like they didn't know. Or when they get into court, they plead like, oh, I'm so sorry. It shouldn't have happened. I don't know what's going on. You know, I broke up. Like a story last week. I broke up with my girlfriend. I was mad. I just lost it. Really? Tell that to the people that you hurt. Or tell that to the people that you killed. Or tell their families how sorry you are that something like this happened. It doesn't make a difference. It doesn't make a difference whether you're upset about anything. You should never let emotions get behind the wheel. You should never have any kind of alcohol, drugs, or anything related. Do not be a distracted driver and get behind the wheel. You can't. There is no way that this kind of stuff can happen and you can come out and say, I'm sorry. There is just literally no way. I took driver education back when I was in high school. And 
yeah, I used to watch the gory films, and I used to see the photos of what could happen. And we used to go out on our road test with our school instructor. And he always put us in a situation of understanding the rights and wrongs behind the wheel. And for the love of God, people aren't getting it. I really wish that there would be some way to get driver education back in school in California. And I don't even know how many other states have driver education in school. I don't even know if my state, New York State, upstate New York where I lived at, near Syracuse University, in a small town called Sherburn. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know if they still have it. But it was very beneficial to me. It scared the bejesus out of me. And to tell you the truth, it scared me when I saw the videos of what happened when somebody crashed. And it would also tell you the polite things to do. Like when they showed the videos and you know how somebody's coming off an off ramp? And I remember one of the questions very vividly. Should you slow down, and you're on the main road, and they're exiting. As you're driving on the main road and somebody's exiting, should you, one, A, move to the right or to the left so they can merge in? Should you speed up to prevent them, or should you slow down? Well, the answer was actually A and actually C, not B. You don't want to speed up to prevent them. But that happens all the time here in California. There are some very, very rude drivers. It's the me, me, me syndrome. They have to get ahead of everybody else. They have to get ahead before anybody else does. They have to be first. Get out of my way. I'm driving. And they drive like sometimes with blinders on where they can't see other people trying to merge in. But yet, if you're driving in front of them at times, and there's like a half a car length in front, they will try to squeeze in and almost cause crashes. Almost cause crashes. It's like you have to be twice the defensive driver than an offensive driver when it comes to these guys. And unfortunately, it happens each and every day, and there's nothing you can do about it. It is to the point where it just drives me crazy. I got some very good examples of here of people that should have been if they did not attend any kind of driving school in high school, they should have definitely take some kind of law enforcement driver education or actually attended a accredited driver education schooling. Because it's to me it's like the parents that we have today aren't really teaching the kids the proper way. And then when they become adults, they teach it the way that they were taught and the bad habits that they had, they're teaching their kids. So it's a vicious cycle. I'll bet you, you cannot, and I've talked about this before, I'll bet you, you cannot sit at home and watch the news and not hear one story of your local news, if you cannot hear one, if you 
don't hear one story related to some kind of crash, DUI, high-speed chase, hit and runs, or something like that. How many times have I had stories where people just crashed into buildings for no reason at all? It happens a lot. It happens more than you think. You can just go to YouTube and type in DUI crashes, and you can find them. And then do the filters to find out how many this month, then how many this week. You will be surprised. You will be shocked on these stories. And quite honestly, it is sad. It is sad and it is appalling that these kinds of stories happen each and every day. I'm talking to you right now. I am sure by the time you get done listening to this podcast, there will probably be a half a dozen people that either got behind the wheel or did something wrong and they'll probably be arrested for it. You may not hear about it. You may not hear about it for a long time, but yet it's still going to happen. And, you know, quite honestly, it is very, 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 100% very, very disturbing that this kind, these kinds of actions still happen each and every day when people know that there should not be anything related to texting and driving, eating and driving, drinking and driving, hit and runs. We've all learned. Because what if it's your family that is affected by this? Then now there's a second opinion. Now there's a second thought. Those are the ones that will be, how could this happen? How could this happen? And yet it still falls behind the wheel each and every day. It just appalls me. It just gets me so sick that I start hating to go just getting behind the wheel just drives me crazy now. I start having panic attacks. I've had them before in the past after my crashes that I've had that people hit me. Keep in mind, you know, and God God helped me with this one, but I have never been in an accident or a crash where I've caused it. And I don't want to ever, ever be in that situation because then that tells me that I wasn't paying attention. But here I am paying attention and I have been hit many a times. I have been hit many a times. And yet, it just, that's what it is. People not paying attention. But it gets me sick. All right. What's on the agenda today? Well, there's several different stories that I want to talk about today. But before we get to that, it's time to get to this. And now it's time for the top story from the previous show. All right, it's time for the top story from the previous show. And last week, Fox 13 hit the nail on the head. And anytime that we have uh, a top story from the previous week and there's something related where a child was, was hit, that's what all of you voted on this week. Several people just IM me, DM me. They hit me up on my uh, Facebook page and saying, hey, Howard, this is a story that I want to hear again. This is what I want to talk about. This is upsetting me. And this story, again, comes from Fox 13. And again, this is our top story from the previous week. With that deadly crash that turned a Sebring family's lives upside down. Happened last night on South Highlands Avenue and Youth Care Lane. A wrong way driver hit a car head on, killing two people, including a four-year-old girl. Now that driver is facing serious charges. And Fox 13's Kimberly Cuisan has more. 
9.30 Monday night, a sound from South Highlands Avenue in Sebring would shake the neighborhood. It sounded like an explosion, actually. Charlie White, the owner of White's Transmission, was home watching TV. He went outside to see what had happened. That's when I heard the people screaming and I knew somebody was hurt. He'd find two mangled cars and several people needing help. The kids were in their pajamas. Troopers say 45-year-old Zasha Cologne was going the wrong way on South Highlands Highway when she hit a family sedan head-on. The driver, a 32-year-old man and a 4-year-old girl, a passenger, were both killed. The amount of physical damage is extensive and obviously the amount of Injuries to the occupants is, is priceless. It's, it's horrific. Troopers say in the family's car, a female passenger and two other children, ages 7 and 16, were left with serious injuries. FHP says none of the children were wearing seatbelts. Clone was taken to the hospital and later arrested for driving under the influence. It's something that we would do anything to prevent from occurring. Lieutenant Greg Bueno with FHP says it's a crash that could have been stopped. In today's society, we have all these other options that you do not have to get behind a wheel. A family now grieves and tries to heal physically after one person's choice shattered the lives of many. We certainly are, are going to hold the driver that, that caused this accountable for her action. Cologne remains behind bars here in Highlands County with no bond and charged with two counts of DUI manslaughter. Kimberly Quizon, Fox 13 News. That was the top story from the previous show. All right, that's the top story from the previous show, and I appreciate Fox 13 for allowing me to use the sound. And again, as you heard the officer, they are going to, ensure that this young lady that caused this wrong way DUI crash that ended up killing two people plus a four-year-old child actually ends up getting the justice that they deserve. All right, you're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com podcast show. When we come back, oh yes, oh yes, Daytona Beach, Florida. Nice place to visit, nice sunshine down there, but they got some of the worst drivers I'm not really sure about that. California's up there. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger, put it in the glove box, 
just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Now, back to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. All right, welcome back to the DistractedDriversBusted.com podcast show. I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and of course, now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, on Facebook, DistractedDB. You can get the shows on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and Amazon. Just type in the keyword DistractedDB, and you can get not only this show, all my archive shows. I have been doing this now for eight years. It is so hard to believe that I've been doing these podcast shows for eight years, and People are still not getting the message. I just don't understand it. They're not they're not following the rules here. They're not paying attention. And a perfect example of that is the sound that I got here from uh, Fox 35 Orlando, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. But when a woman is down there in Daytona, Florida, and she's 33 years old, and she ends up getting tracked down by the cops after a hit and run, yeah, well, uh, yeah, leaving the scene, not good. And also tampering with evidence, that is the worst. Again, from Fox 5 Orlando, I appreciate it. Or Fox 35 Orlando, I appreciate it. Police arrested a driver who's accused of causing a crash in Daytona Beach Shores. Fox 35's Vicki Carr explains how they tracked her down. Police have arrested a woman accused in a hit-and-run crash in Daytona Beach Shores. A car went off the road. It's on the sidewalk. Police say a black SUV hit a car, sending it into a bus stop along A1A near the Winn-Dixie Shopping Plaza. People are screaming, but I can't tell whether there's somebody entrapped or hurt or not. Police say the bus stop pole came crashing down on a husband and wife who were waiting for the bus. Investigators say the husband pushed his wife out of the way, taking the brunt of the impact. The police report says the man suffered multiple skull fractures and had to be put in an induced coma. After searching for several days, police found and arrested 33-year-old Lauren Myers over the weekend. Police say she was driving the SUV that caused the initial crash. She's charged with leaving the scene of a crash and tampering with evidence. In Daytona Beach, Vicki Carr, Fox 35 News. Again, from Fox 35 Orlando, I appreciate that for allowing me to use the sound. Again, 33 years old, leaving the scene, obviously, is a big no-no. And, of course, now, now that you go ahead and you start tempering with, tampering with evidence, there's a serious issue, and she, she's going to end up paying a price. She's going to face the judge, and what will be her first statement? I'm sorry, I didn't know I did this. This is not, this isn't who I am. I should have never did this. I'm so, so sorry. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. How are you going to pay restitution to that family? How are you going to pay restitution for the family? Aye, aye, aye. I, I, I just don't get it. And again, perfect example of that is that I got a story here from KOIN News, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. But when it comes to, uh, you know, hit and runs and, uh, uh, you know, DUI driving, it doesn't just end and it doesn't start with a 33-year-old. Here's a 22-year-old 
who should have probably known better. We're going beyond the headlines now after police arrested a driver following a deadly crash in southeast Portland last night. It happened near McLaughlin and Holgate. They booked 22-year-old Isaiah Walker into jail on charges including second-degree manslaughter. Our Liz Birch joins us live from where it happened. Liz. I talk to people who live and work in this area, Dan, and they tell me they want to see safety improvements made to this intersection before somebody else dies. Let's show you some video from last night. Police say in the case of last night, a Honda Accord with three people inside collided with a Toyota Camry with two people inside. They say the passenger of the Toyota died at the scene and the driver went to the hospital with serious injuries. They arrested the driver of the Honda. Just in September, police say there was another deadly hit and run at this intersection. They only found this man and arrested him. Neighbors I talked to today say there are constantly crashes here. I live right behind where the accident happened and we heard boom, which we've been here for like almost 40 years and we know exactly what happens when we hear that. Last night was just, you know, it's sad. And I think it could be avoidable. Police had a busy night responding to multiple calls at once, spreading their resources thin once again. They say during the McLaughlin crash investigation, another driver proceeded into the closure area and nearly hit an officer. They arrested that person. They also got another call for a serious crash around the same time and a separate call for a reported shooting. In the case of the shooting, they actually had to send officers to another precinct because they say all of their central precinct officers we're busy. So bring you back out here live to this intersection. I asked both ODOT and PBOT whose responsibility this intersection and if they have any kind of safety improvements planned. ODOT says 99 East is theirs. Holgate, however, is the city's responsibility. And they say if anyone has any specific inquiries about this intersection or any concerns about safety, that they should reach out to them. Live in Southeast Portland tonight, Liz Birch, Coin Six News. Okay, and again, that came from KOI. KOIN News, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. And again, you got to think about it. Are there a lot of roads and intersections that are kind of dangerous and stuff? Yeah, they are, but they should be earmarked as dangerous and such. And I'm sure many, many states and many, many counties and many, many cities actually put those signs up. They let you know what's going on. They have the suggested speed limit of 35 in, in normal area would it be 55 driving you come up upon a curve that might be a little sharper and a little dangerous to take at the high rate of speed of 35 or or 40 they'll tell you to slow it down to to 15 to 20 as, as the angle of the road curves so much that your normal speed would have had you flying off the edge and crashing so therefore yeah those suggestions are actually what they are which they're really telling you is you need to be doing about that speed. That is what we determine is the safest speed for to navigate through this curve. And that's just simple as that. It's the same thing like when you're driving down the road and you end up coming across in the snowy area and they say, you know, potential black ice on the road, on the bridge. Uh, that's exactly what it means. It doesn't mean you still drive at the normal rate of speed. You reduce your speed just a little bit because the road may have ice on it that you may not see until you actually arrive upon it. It's happened before. It's happened to me. But luckily, I knew enough as because I took driver education in school, people. I took driver education in school. 
and it told me to slow down when you come upon a bridge and it could be potentially covered with ice that is not seen until you're actually upon it. Yes, that's what happened to me and I slowed down and I navigated across that bridge the proper way. And that's just how it is. All right, again, you're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. Okay, when we come back, yeah, oh boy. Who said that officers are not heroes? Who said that officers are not the ones to risk their lives for you? I have a story that proves different. They do go above and beyond. You're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com podcast show. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Now, back to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. All right, welcome back to DistractedDriversBusted.com podcast show. I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and of course now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, and of course on Facebook, DistractedDB. And to catch the shows, you can go to iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Amazon. Just type in the keyword DistractedDB, and you'll get not only this show, all my archive shows. As I mentioned earlier today, yeah, I've been doing this for eight years, but yet people aren't getting it. Yeah, hard to believe. Hard to believe. That there's people out there that think drinking and driving is still the appropriate way to go. All right, here's a story that I got from CBS3 Philadelphia. CBS3 Philly. I appreciate them for allowing me to do the sound. And I don't want to ever, ever, ever in my entire life hear about an officer or any cops being bad. They're, to me, cops are the greatest things, man. You know, they're putting their lives on the line. And here's today's a story that, that will actually prove my point. Because, because of somebody who decided to steal a car and go joyriding. And when he got pulled over, they happened to notice a weapon in his car. And 
So the guy decided to take off. Find out, listen to what the officer had to do to actually stop this perpetrator. Again, CBS3 Philadelphia, I appreciate you guys for allowing me to do the sound. And to all the Philadelphia officers, God bless you. Well, in other news this noon, a harrowing ordeal for a Philadelphia police officer. He was dragged for five blocks, his legs hanging out of a car before that vehicle crashed in West Philadelphia. Eyewitness News reporter Matt Petrillo joins us now with on how all this went down. Good afternoon, Matt. Hey, Jim, good afternoon to you. We're told that officer was a little bit shaken up, but in stable condition after that crash that ended here at 48th and Baltimore. This is the suspect's allegedly stolen car that crashed into a parked car here. As you can see, this mailbox that was tipped over as well. All this started about a half mile away. Take a look at some security video. It appears to show the moments a Philadelphia police officer and their partner pull over a vehicle at 53rd Street and Baltimore Avenue in West Philly just after 9.15 last night. As police approached the vehicle, officers say they spotted a gun in the man's pocket of his sweatshirt. When the 25-year-old suspect was then questioned, police say he took off dragging one of the officers for about a half mile at a high rate of speed until crashing into two cars at 48th and Baltimore. Police say with the help of backup officers, the suspect was apprehended. The officer is extremely lucky. Medics took that officer from the 18th district to Presbyterian Hospital. He has a laceration to his neck. He's also has some bumps and bruises, but mainly he's really shaken up. And along with this stolen vehicle, police say they also recovered a stolen gun from that suspect. Now, he is now in jail. He faces several charges. Again, that officer is expected to do okay. Live in West Philadelphia, Matt Petrillo, CBS 3 Eyewitness News. Thank you, Matt, for that update. All right, again, you're listening to DistractorsOverageBuster.com podcast show. That was CBS Philadelphia, and I appreciate them for allowing me to do the sound. Hey, so don't say that law officers aren't going above and beyond. They're not out there to help people. Don't ever say that again. Everybody thinks that the officers are out there to get them or hurt them. No, they're out there to protect and serve. Give them a chance because the officers to me are great. You're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com podcast show. Thanks for listening. Until next week, please be safe. And remember, I don't want to die today for you. Until next week, be safe.